Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Well, it was budget day yesterday and overall it was the biggest in the history of the state delivered by two ministers. They've gone back to that now, finance minister and the public expenditure uh, minister and uh, budget, well, aimed at at two huge problems, of course, COVID-19 and the prospect of a no trade deal Brexit. What did you think of it? Let us know. Was it relevant for you at all? Well, we're going to try and cover some of the main points this morning. There was a lot in it, of course, and uh, we have uh, Mum Stacey and postgrad student Kayleigh on the line. We all have uh, always um, are delighted to have Adam Higgins as well, a uh, political reporter with the Irish Sun uh, newspaper on the line. Um, Adam, for the person listening this morning, sitting at home, what did this budget do for them, in your opinion? Well, it, it depends on um, the sector that person works in and the sort of support that they uh, get from the state. But ultimately, I think a lot of people will uh, have been looking at this budget as a bit of a, a broccoli budget. I mean, it was expensive. There was a lot in it that's good for us, but really, it's just not that interesting. You know, it's it's more of a it's more of a green vegetables, good for you, sort of a uh, good for the economy, sort of a budget. There's business supports to get us through COVID. There's a contingency plan for Brexit and, and further COVID restrictions. There's 600 new Gardaí for the Department of Justice. There's 9,500 new houses. And there's small changes to some support that will that might help some people. But ultimately, there's no across-the-board €5 euro social welfare. There's no €5 euro for the pension. There's no increased taxes going up or down. So ultimately, a lot of people will be the same, if, if they're still working at the moment, if they're lucky enough to still be working at the moment during this pandemic, they won't really see much change from this. But if not, they will see that the the, pub will, the pandemic unemployment payments will continue on and there there is support to get us through the next year and a half of the, the pandemic. Right. Well, uh, motorists were hit straight away, weren't they? That's right, yeah. You could see the, the green uh, fingerprint on this budget all over the place. So one part is the, the carbon tax uh, measure, which goes up €7.50 per tonne. And what that means for the driver then is that they're looking at somewhere in between €1.30 and €1.50 to fill their tank of petrol or diesel in their car. And then it's also going to affect the fuel that they heat their home with. Now, the, the Green Party have tried to say that they want to have a, a just transition to these increased carbon taxes, which is why they, the government has put up the fuel allowance by, I think, three fifty. Uh, across this and the living alone allowance has gone up five euro as well so there's yeah. places for people who are vulnerable there's little bits of this uh, to yeah. mitigate the, the green measures in it and of course we had a limited day listener yesterday begging them to reduce the price of cigarettes but they went in the opposite direction that's right yeah this is something that the government never seems to want to back down on in that they they want less people smoking because of the problems it causes for people's health which ultimately comes back onto the health system and so I think that tax is going to keep going up until people aren't smoking anymore. Any gains, Adam, if you've children from the budget? Um, there's not really much for children. And uh, the, the one thing, the criticism of the budget last night, there was two areas in particular that have come in for for heavy fire from the opposition parties. And one is that childcare. The, 
I mean, a lot of your listeners will know now that childcare can be like uh, getting your kids into a crash and early learning and that sort of thing can be like a second mortgage for families. Um, the government hasn't really done anything to tackle that problem. It's something that Sinn Féin were keen to point out. There was a couple of early learning associations emailing us in last night saying they've been completely missed, that the, this budget does nothing for them. And the other area that came in for criticism was housing. And there is a big bu budget number on, on the that they're going to build, 9,500 new houses, which is a little kind of smoke and mirrors because the programme for government had already put aside money for 8,900 new bills next year. So really we're only getting 600 more in this budget. Right. Adam Higgins of the Irish Sun is chatting to us. Uh, Kaylee, good morning to you. You're a post-grad student. What did you think of the budget? Morning, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously the €250 Euro was announced for all, um, well, it says all third-level students, but it's basically all undergrads. And the post-grad funding um, will go up from €2,000 for the grant to €3,500, which would have been brilliant, but it's not coming in until next year, unfortunately. So, yeah, that's not going to help anybody that's doing a post-grad this year. Unfortunately, and and in your general day to day life, did it do anything for you in your view? Um, to be honest, no. Like I suppose in relation to the future, the um, the uh, the the scheme for buying houses, uh, something like that, would be good for me. Maybe in ten years' time, but not nothing really that benefits me at the moment. Um, and are you somebody uh, as a postgrad student, Kaylee, who is wondering, maybe in a way you weren't eight or nine months ago, what's the future for you, even in the country? I mean, I'm still wondering what the future is now, to be honest. Even with doing the postgrad, um, like I know a lot of people that um, graduated with master's degrees this year and there was still nothing for them really as guards um, jobs trying to get one over the summer and, you know, the last month or two. Um, so even next year, I I could I could be moving abroad. I don't know, but I I, th I think more could have been in this budget for students, and I think they could have done something maybe to tackle the fact that a lot a lot of students lost their jobs this year as well, and slash cannot find a part time job to help them. Like it's very hard, especially for postgrads because they cost about seven eight grand normally. Um, to afford it um, but you know it's it's either that or get a job and it's impossible to get a job at the moment and what's your story I mean I know people who do postgrads don't necessarily need to be on campus anyway as much maybe as undergrads do but where do you stand on that right now Kelly? yeah I mean I'm lucky because my postgrad is in social media communication so it's very much um, online based anyway but um, if I did have to be um, on campus, it would be very difficult for me to get there because I live in Westmead and it's um, I'm going to DCU. So, you know, like Dublin is far enough away and obviously the whole thing with public transport. So I'm kind of lucky that it's probably going to be online all year, yeah. they've told us. It's interesting you say that. Someone told me yesterday in Dublin that um, they were looking at the Lewis passing at, I think, 10 mm -hmm. to 9 yesterday morning. There wasn't a single person on the Lewis in question, not one. Wow. 
That's amazing. Isn't it? Really. Um, uh, Kaylee is talking to us. Adam Higgins of the Irish Sun. Vic Angley is tax partner at Grant Thornton. Uh, morning to you, Vic. Uh, we were chatting to you uh, yesterday and you were predicting what would uh, happen in the budget. I suppose the confusing thing for a lot of people is it is the biggest budget in Irish history. But where's the money going? That's uh, a good question. I think people need to, uh, I suppose, not look in the here and now. And, and, and it's hard to do but see comfort in the fact that a lot of the measures that the government have uh, introduced yesterday are really trying to protect employment in the longer term, it feels like. Um, so, I mean, if you take the COVID restriction support scheme, the CRSS, um, which in, in some instances will be up to a 5,000 a week grant, that should look up to some businesses that are possibly a fire closure. Not now, but to stay open. Okay, Vic, you sound like you're coming from a toilet now. I don't know what's happened there there in the last couple of minutes. Are you on a speakerphone maybe by any chance? No, can you hear me now? Yeah, a bit better, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Um, no, I was just basically saying, Joe, that, that I suppose that measure I should should ensure that a lot of businesses stay open that might otherwise have closed. Um, I suppose also the fact that, you know, the EWSS, the Employee Wage Subsidy Scheme, will, will help businesses, I suppose, not make drastic decisions around job cuts that they might otherwise have had to so I, I think in that respect, the budget was was very, very positive. In terms of your listeners, uh, you know, those who were employees and, and day-to-day, you know, not a whole lot in there, as, as you've mentioned up to this point already. Um, the one thing that was uh, noteworthy and worth flagging for consideration by some of your listeners is, you know, those who are employees and that €3.20 Euros 20 a day, I mean, that, that has been discussed in the past already for, for those who are remote working. And if your employer... Uh, is not in a position to make that payment to you that you can receive tax-free, that you can go away and actually make a claim yourself. So I suppose that would be one where, you know, you have the various broadsheets with their analysis of, you know, who, how much might families be better off. But I think if you look at that, when you have €3.20 a day, you know, that's worth about €16 Euros a week, €736 Euros a year. So it's about €150 Euros roughly if you pay tax at 20% into your back pocket. And that's just in respect of light and heat and broadband. So, yeah. so a lot, you know, that, a lot of people in could minister. benefit from that because they're uh, at home. Uh, what about for the pub sector and the live entertainment sector? Often the same, but not always, if you see what I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, look, there's obviously um, significant funding to, to the arts sector and, and, and it was a 50 million element also for, for those in the entertainment sector. I think where they will actually benefit as well if you... If you go back to that CRSS, that COVID restriction scheme and the turnover levels, um, now the mechanics of that... Res- uh, oh, don't get into it, Vic. Are- don't get into it because it's very complicated, but just, just overall. Yeah, overall, I mean, to be honest with you, that is the one that I would see is, is of most benefit for that sector. It'll, right. keep, it'll keep them in a position where they will be able to reopen in the longer term. Okay, um, and Stacy is on the line. Uh, Stacy, good morning to you. How are you doing? Morning, Hi, Stacy. Uh, you're a mum, Stacey. Did the budget do anything for you? Not really, but um, like it, the, the, the thing I have with it is I, I'm torn because it's an awful lot of money. But And, and their question is asked, where is it going? But I think, um, like you're right, they're just trying to protect employment in the long term. And we kind of all have to take a hit just to make sure that we survive, you know what I mean? I wasn't expecting great things out of it anyway, and they didn't come. <laughs> so I am disappointed about the housing, um, like the affordable housing, that's not a lot. They could have really done something with that. Um, in, because people's people's jobs and their their um, 
you know, their prospects going forward are not going to, you know, that's going to take a long time to recover. And that might have put a lot of couples that would have been looking forward to planning to buy houses and stuff. It's, it's taking that opportunity away from them. So affordable housing could have been um, increased. They could have done a lot more and made it still possible for those people with all these plans, especially the younger generation, to still go ahead with that. Um, so I'm kind of disappointed in that. I, I just graduated from college and, and my degrees in housing. So I'm, you know, I was hoping to see some more go on there, but it didn't happen, unfortunately. Uh, were you surprised, and uh, as was pointed out earlier, the opposition are targeting this about childcare, considering that we've all realised this year how important good childcare is? I, I, you know what? I'm not surprised that they're they're targeting it. I think a lot of people, I th- no matter what they did, I think it, it, you could you could take holes in it because they're never you're never going to please all the people all the time. And I think that yeah, they 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 could have done a lot more. Um, like it, some of it was a lot of smoke and mirrors as well. I found that um, you know stuff that was already planned. They're kind of dressing it up in this kind of budget guise, and it's not really when you get down to the best text of it. But, yeah, I think that they're right to pick holes in it because, yeah. and, you know, and, that's and, their job. And what about the retrofitting of home scheme? That's part of the green agenda. That's a really interesting... Um, that was really interesting. I didn't get a chance to look more into it, um, but I do think that could work well. But then, you know, given the... Given the track record, it it depends on how it how it plays out on the ground, you know. Yeah. Not, it, it depends on what they do with this. It's grand saying all this stuff, but um, their reputation for actually putting it in action has not been fantastic. Yeah. Um, Adam Higgins from the Irish Sun the interesting thing is that they are not going to put the pension age up to 67 from the 1st of January it was due to happen but they've kicked it into a commission to uh, look at it now I thought they'd already looked at this to be honest with you but anyway they're going to look at it again um, uh, but uh, Adam the bottom line for a lot of people listening this morning is there's so much money here there's so many billions being borrowed we know from history that when the USC was brought in and the extra taxes were brought in, we were told the USC was an emergency measure. We know it didn't become an emergency measure. It has been folded in to our main tax system ever since. So from 2022 onwards, is it just a reality that a lot of taxpayers listening this morning will end up paying more tax, Adam? Well, it's not It's not um, a foregone conclusion, but the Finance Minister, Pascal Dunne, who did warn in his speech that Ireland is borrowing a lot of money. I mean, we, we, this is going to push us to a national debt overall of about $219 billion. And he did say that we're going to have to start paying this off sooner rather than later. It's not something that we can sit with forever. So there will be changes to spending. Obviously, we won't be able to spend as much. And there could be tax increases coming down the line. And, and probably from 2022, 2023, rather than, you know, 2030. It will be sooner rather than later. And, and one thing on the, the pension age that you brought up, that just kind of goes to show that the politicians do listen because that became an enormous issue, a surprise issue in the run-up to the general election. On the doorsteps, people were saying, like, why are you putting this pension age up? I don't want it to go up. I've worked all my life. I'm ready to retire. And it changed. I mean, that plan has gone now at the yeah. window and they, as you said, kicked it into touch with this commission. So people... The, the politicians do listen to uh, your listeners when they when they talk to, about these things on the doors. Yeah, and finally for now, Vic Angley, tax partner at uh, Grant Thornton. You know, the 
sad reality here is that this budget could be out of date by next week because further restrictions look very likely now. There was a member of Neffet on radio this morning saying, you know, we're looking at level four, maybe level five. That recommendation might come to the government again at the weekend. Absolutely. And, 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 and I think they, they've acknowledged, I suppose, as best they can in this, this technical scheme that you mentioned, which I won't go into the detail of. There are other businesses that then will kick in and be able to claim that as we move into level four. So they haven't announced that they've specified who is in scope to claim it under, under level three. So I, I think they've, they've acknowledged within the budget speeches exactly how they'll pull the levers and utilise that funding that they have in their back pocket is to be seen, you know, absolutely, as we remember from the last recession back in, in 2008, there are emergency budgets. Um, I think they have the, the funds to use, where they use them, we, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I think they, they're cognizant of that, definitely from the language in the budget yesterday, that they're aware that there's going to be new measures that are going to be needed right. and changes to the existing measures that, that they've announced yesterday. Right. The biggest budget ever, and to some degree, we're, we're trying to work our way through and understand what it means for all of us on the ground. Uh, Vic Angley, tax partner at Grant Thornton, thank you. Adam Higgins, uh, public affairs reporter with the Irish Sun, covering politics, of course, thank you. Thank you to postgrad student Kaylee and to mum Stacy. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.